0: to all of you and you know what it goes so far beyond that though fathers uh, uncles you know brothers people who are just have influence in kids lives thank you for all you do thank you for being an example of what God created you to be and just the strength and the leadership that you bring to your families it's a really big deal and uh, we're glad that uh, you're here and that we are so honored that you've joined us this morning. If you're joining on the live stream, welcome. Uh, you're on live stream, we have Facebook Live, we have a lot of people tuning in every week, and uh, we're, we're again honored that you're doing that. I just want to let you know that there's a lot going on here at Southwoods, even though summer sometimes feels like a break. Um, it's really not. You know, a lot of our groups are still meeting, um, there's still ways to volunteer, so don't lose your connection over the summer. Uh, make sure you dive in. You can contact the church office, you can check out our Facebook page. It lists all of our groups, but again, lots of ways to volunteer as well. So stay connected, stay tied into church, and uh, let us help you find ways that you can do that, okay? as we said, it is Father's Day, and if you follow our Facebook page, we put a little teaser out there. So today, after service is over, you're all invited, because the rain's going to go away, just to step out these front doors and enjoy a fun surprise uh, for all of you. So grab your kids if they're here, and then make your way out to the parking lot right after church, and enjoy just a little bit of time together, and then you'll enjoy what's out there, and as some time in fellowship, all right? Like I said, we're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. I- like to pray us into worship this morning worship is a really big deal you know it's how we connect back to God giving him our heart giving him our concerns and really just turning our life over in that one way through worship through singing and praying to him so I'd like to uh, pray over us and enter into worship and the team will take over okay father God good morning and thank you so much thank you for an opportunity we know what it's like to not have opportunity to gather here And we know what it's like to not be able to come to this place or maybe even tune in live stream um, because things out of our control sometimes happen like all of last year. Thank you that you've given us technology to reach people. Thank you that our doors are open. And thank you for trusting this church with your mission, which is to make believers, people who are devoted to you, who want their lives changed. As we enter into our time of worship this morning, God, it is our prayer that we connect with you, we meet with you, and that you speak your truth into our lives. Thank you for loving us to the extent that you gave us your Son, who died for us so that we could have life here on earth and then life eternal with you. It is an honor to worship you this morning. Thank you for all the blessings in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said, amen. All right, go ahead and
1: stand up with us. This morning together,
2: our praise awaits you with the dawn, our souls awake to you and lift a song. We've seen the things that you have done and still we know the best is yet to come there's more to come open the gates to let your glory come down sounds of victory You're changing everything You believe that?
1: and greet somebody this morning.
2: with the help
1: guys are here this morning again happy father's day to all you fathers out there and we're just going to show our ways to give slide there's lots of ways to give whether you're here in person um, or online if you're just viewing us through the live stream again we're so happy so many cool things go on here at southwood so we just encourage you give as god has blessed you pray about it think about it i think there's always times that god puts stuff on our hearts um and there's going to be a song that we sing today more about that but i just encourage you like just think that through um just give us God has blessed you and let's continue to worship. You will love. week that God gave his only son and I only have one daughter and I am not giving her up for you guys (laughs) and like I was thinking about that and I was like gosh like we think about how good God is like can you imagine like those of you who are fathers out there today can you imagine giving up your only kid to save all these other people it just hit me really deep about how good God is because of that. So we're going to sing this next song um, and then we're going to take communion and just remember how good he is that he laid down his son for us, that he wants us to come to before him and just be still and accept what he has from us. He wants to be the Lord of our life. He wants to guide us in ways that we probably wouldn't go ourselves and he wanted it so much that his only kid died for us and that just hits hard for me today and so I just want us to sing this song together you can stay seated but there's moments where in this song where you're just giving yourself up to God and if you just open your hands or lift your hands or do whatever feels comfortable to you to worship him and to open yourself to him like for me it's hands but just do whatever you feel like you need to do to open your heart to God today be still in his presence and accept what he wants to give you Father, you are so good God none of us could have dreamed of a plan like this God that you were able to save every single one of us if we just chose you we have our free will we can make our choices God but you gave us this option to save us from sin and death you're so good you're so wise you're so full of the truth. God, help us to see that truth and that wisdom in our day-to-day lives and let it come from you. God, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Bless everyone here, everyone in the sound of my voice today. God, let them feel your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have communion now.
3: To say to you, our Heavenly Father, we want to say Happy Father's Day to you. We honor you for your goodness, your sacrifice, your presence, your peace that you bring into our lives when we walk with you, and the peace that's promised to all of us will turn our hearts toward you. Right now, God, we thank you. We thank you and praise you forever. We'll praise you because you're good. You're great. You're glorious. You made it possible for us to turn to you and have you as our God. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. Lord, now as we study scripture together and reflect on that, may we learn your ways. Would you impart to us wisdom and insight that can be gained through no other means other than by your word and by the working of your spirit through the word? God, will rejoice to be your children. We are so, so grateful. May your blessing rest on all who are here. May your blessing rest on all who are listening today via live stream. We ask this prayer in the name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Southwoods. Morning to those of you who are here, those of you who are online. Happy Father's Day to all of you. I hope that it's uh, just a blessed day for you. And if you're like me, it's already a blessing just to, to have been here and to pause and reflect and worship like we've done. So thank you, thank you, worship team, for that. How many of you have heard of the Ig Nobel Awards ceremony? It's kind of what I thought. Not too many of you, maybe a couple of you. The Ig Nobel Awards is a parody of the Nobel Awards Ceremony. This is kind of the the cover shot for it for last year. For uh, 30 years, every September, folks have been gathering on the campus of Harvard University at the Ig Nobel Awards Ceremony to publicly recognize, as it should be done, 10 ridiculous, frivolous, worthless research achievements that were accomplished in the previous year. So this is what I want to do for the next couple of minutes is just just share with you a sampling, just a very small sample size of some of the Ig Nobel awards that have been distributed to, remember, serious, well-funded research projects, okay? Projects that somebody had to submit grant money or grant application for, okay? So you with me? 1996. The Ig Nobel Award winner in physics was a guy named Robert Matthews of Ashton University, England. He scientifically studied Murphy's Law. His research showed in particular that toast often falls on the buttered side. Think about that. Real research money spent to study this, Okay. 2014, the Ig Nobel Award winner in the field of medicine was a team of four scientists. They painstakingly researched how to treat nosebleeds by packing the nasal lining with strips of cured pork. We all know what strips of cured pork would be, right? Bacon. Bacon. Okay, are you with me? I'm not making this stuff up. I know you're looking at me kind of like, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, this is real. This is real research. It's like a frat party idea <laughs> that somebody thought, hey, I, I got a nosebleed on Kleenex. I'm going to shove some pork up my nose. This is, this is just stupid. But this is, this is called research. Uh, another one, 2015 biology degree or a prize went to... Now, they had the degree already before this. But the 2015 Biology Prize went to, uh, at the Ig, Nobel, uh, the Ig Nobel Award ceremony, uh, went to a group of researchers who observed that when you attach a weighted stick to the rear end of a chicken, the chicken then walks in a manner similar to that in which dinosaurs are thought to have walked. You know how many times I had to read that and, and get that picture out of my mind so I could say that sanely right now? I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not making this up. The 2018 prize for the field of medicine went to a couple of American research scientists who were exploring the effect of roller coaster rides on hastening the passage of kidney stones. Give it a try. I mean, I, I don't want to be the test subject. Uh, Finally, the last one that I'll mention this morning is the 2019 Biology Prize. It was given uh, to a research team for discovering, this is earth-shattering discovery here, that dead magnetized cockroaches behave differently than living magnetized cockroaches. (laughs) Now, if, if that's not enough for you, there's tons of this online. It just, just some of it, you just you'll sit and just laugh painfully. But here's my point in sharing this with you. Would you agree with me? Common sense is increasingly becoming less common. Would you agree with me? If people are spending our hard-earned tax dollars on this kind of stuff, wouldn't you say that our world's getting a little... Shaky? We have more research and information and knowledge in our day available to us right now than any generation in world history. And much of it is simply silly and meaningless. But we got lots of it. Lots of it. And that's why God repeatedly counsels us in the pages of Scripture to seek wisdom. And when you find it, Hang on to it, is what he tells us over and over again. We're in a message series right now that we've been in for the last few weeks. It's from Proverbs chapter 3, is the, really the text. We've just been, been developing the series from that passage. And that passage tells us this, Proverbs 3, we'll start in verse 13 today and read to verse 26. And this is what this passage tells us. It says, joyful is the person who finds wisdom. The one who gains understanding for wisdom is more profitable than silver and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, He created the heavens. By His knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth, and the dew settles beneath the night sky. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They're like jewels on a necklace, They keep you safe on your journey, on your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You'll lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Now, this section of Scripture is all about wisdom, all about wisdom. And the key verse in this little passage, this little section of Scripture we've been looking at here, is verse 21, really, where wisdom is defined. The definition of it is given in in that verse. And all of us are implored to, to not only find it, but cling to it. Verse 21 says this. It says, My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them. Don't let them out of your sight. And once you see it, once you get a hold of it, cling to it. That's what it's saying. Like like the death grip of of a climber hanging to the side of a mountain. This is what you're doing. You just hang on to it. The phrase common sense and discernment is translated in most other versions of the Bible as wisdom. But... But the original language, those are the ideas. It's wisdom and common sense. It's discernment. All those things sort of tied up in the original language. And God just wants us to understand his definition of wisdom. It's not just trivial knowledge. It's like how to live. It's Priorities. What's really important. And the key to seeking and finding wisdom and hanging on to it is to seek and find and hang on to the one who is its source. And the source of all wisdom, contrary to the belief of our day, is not Siri or the university. It's not the smartest person you know. It's not even dad or mom. The source of all wisdom is God himself. He is wisdom incarnate. The wise old king that God inspired to write, Proverbs 3. He was wise because he personally had an encounter with wisdom itself, himself. Right after being appointed king, Solomon, the Bible tells us about the occasion when he encountered God with these words, 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 5 and following. Just listen to this exchange, this encounter that he had as the Bible tells us about it. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said to him, What do you want? Ask and I'll give it to you. Solomon replied, you showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you've continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father Instead of my father David, but I'm like a little child, doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people and nation, so great and numerous they can't be counted. Do you hear the, just the humility dripping from his words here? You hear that? And he says, here's his request of God. He says, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong, for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. Just pause right there. Think about what God just told him. I will give you a wise and understanding heart, such as no one ever has had in the past, right, or ever will have future tense. It's pretty pretty extravagant right there. Verse 13 continues, And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame, no other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. I remember reading this passage as a kid and just fascinated by it. I just remember reading it and just, you know, I did. I earnestly just dropped to my knees and earnestly prayed, oh, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. In hindsight, you know, looking back on that era of my life, I would have been happy to have received long life, riches, and honor as well. Yeah, I would have loved that. Uh, but the truth is, in my heart, I really, really wanted wisdom. And I prayed a lot for it back in those days, as we all should. And you know, that's not a bad prayer. It's a good prayer. James chapter 1, verse 5 tells us, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Just a humble acknowledgement that every one of us needs wisdom. We all need insight, regardless of who we are, what station in life we have. Well, Solomon asked God, and God gave him wisdom. In fact, as we read, unparalleled wisdom. The Bible gives us numerous examples of it, just glimpses of it. Uh, but one particular case that was difficult that he, uh, that he had to rule on came before him. The Bible tells us about involved two prostitutes. Some of you are familiar with it, maybe some of you not. These two prostitutes lived together. Both had had a baby boy. Both Each of them had a baby boy at the same time, roughly, and... Uh, in the middle of the night, one of them died. And the one whose child died, she swapped her now dead child with the other one, who was still alive and sleeping. And then uh, the next morning, the lady who had now the dead child realized that this was not my child. This was a swap. And so they go before the king to try to get resolution of this this problem, both of them claiming to be the mother of the baby. Can you imagine being the one who had to settle this dispute? Because these mothers were going at it. I mean, it was like a cat fight. If you read your Bible, it was incredible. Listen to Solomon's solution after they've made their case before him. And in the wisdom God gave him, this is what he says to them. He says to his servants who stand by him, Solomon says, all right, bring me a sword That got everybody's attention, right? So a sword was brought to the king, and then he said, cut the living child in two and give half to the one woman and half to the other. That really got everybody's attention. Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child and who loved him very much cried out, Oh, no, my Lord, give her the child. Please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right. He'll be neither yours nor mine. Divide him between us. The king said, do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is his real mother. And when all Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. I mean, Solomon was full of wisdom like that. So much wisdom, so full of wisdom that he wrote books of wisdom. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. I don't know if you've been reading them along the way as we've been kind of in this series. If, if you've been reading them, you've, you've seen it. I mean, with his wisdom, what you find with Solomon is that he built huge homes, cities, gardens, parks, vineyards, reservoirs. They were without equal in his time. The Bible tells us that his crowning achievement was that he constructed uh, the Israel's first and greatest temple for God that ever, was ever built. It's like an amazing edifice. And he did it all without modern technology, without modern building equipment. And to help you get a sense of the magnitude, the scale of what he did, here's a picture of a replica of Solomon's temple that was recently built in Sao Paulo, Brazil. This is in the the capital city of Sao Paulo. Do you you see it in the picture? (laughs) Do you see it? This is a replica of what Solomon built in ancient times 3,000 years ago. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's built to look just like that temple. And by the way, it's a church that somebody built there. Uh, but look how massive it is. It stands out even in our times. And can you imagine something like that in ancient times? You know, this kind of a shot lit by torches and, and the, the altar out front. And all. It was, it was an extravagant, elegant, Beautiful, unparalleled kind of building. It was the top one of the top-tier construction wonders of the ancient world. Kings and queens from all over the world came to see it and learn from Solomon and his wisdom. I mean, quite literally, Solomon could have legitimately won a Nobel Prize for literally every field of knowledge that has an award. Physics, chemistry, physiology, medicine literature, peace. He could have won it all by himself. Now, why is this important? Because Solomon is the person that God inspired to write Proverbs 3. He's a really, really smart guy. Crazy smart. Smarter than me. Smarter than us. And it's his personal testimony, Proverbs 3 is, and he says in verse 21, My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, cling to them, for they will refresh your soul. They're like jewels in a necklace. They'll keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You'll lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster, the destruction that comes upon the wicked. If you have wisdom, a part of your life, for the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Solomon's just saying there's a lot of wisdom in the world, but there is no wisdom like the wisdom that comes from God. It's in a league of its own. And whatever you do, find it. When you find it, never, ever let it go. No matter what someone promises you, no matter how they threaten you, no matter what else you want, cling, hang on to the wisdom of God. Seek wisdom and the God who gives it. Late in his life, near his deathbed, Solomon doubled down on that advice. When he wrote these words in Ecclesiastes 12, I've always appreciated these words. He just says, just imagine him an elderly gentleman. He made lots of mistakes throughout the course of his life, and the Bible details and enumerates them in, in great vivid uh, uh, clarity. But he concludes his life by basically saying, here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. He's just appealing to us. Seek wisdom in the one who alone is truly wise, God himself. Seek him, fear him, follow him, worship him. So as we wrap up this morning, I want to ask all of us to just sort of look inside for a few moments. We need to all ask ourselves, are we specializing in ignoble pursuits with our lives? Are we doing that? Pursuits that someday we're all going to look back and go, that was ridiculous. That was worthless. What was I thinking? Or am I devoting myself to more noble ones? Ones that are worthy of my time, my attention, my resources, my life. i my given myself to things that someday when I'm concluding my life, I'll be writing, you know, here now is my final conclusion. Yeah. And I'll be filling in the blank. What would you write if you were going to say that? Would it be something noble? Would it be one of these ignoble things? And what are we actively doing on a regular basis to seek wisdom in the God who gives it? I mean, it's great that you've got Siri at your disposal. It's great that you and I have university degrees hanging on our walls. It's great that we've got all kinds of sources for information, but what are we actively doing on a regular basis to seek wisdom that comes from the one who is wisdom incarnate? Am I regularly devouring this book by regularly seeking him in the humility of prayer, asking for understanding, asking for his ways to be made known to me in such a way that I could never get on my own, that I may become someone that I'll never become on my own, apart from him, someone good. According to Solomon, if you want joy, if you want wages that are better than gold, if you want long life, if you want riches and honor, if you want divine guidance, if you want your soul to be refreshed, if you want a sense of security in a temporary and uncertain fleeting world, according to Proverbs 3, in the words of Solomon, you need to seek wisdom and discernment from the source of all wisdom. And that's God himself. Trust in him with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, he's saying, submit to him, and he'll direct your paths. He'll bless your life. I'm going to ask you, if you would, let's bow our heads together. We're going to pray. And actually, let's go ahead and stand up. Maybe some of us this morning need to invite God into our hearts and life? Do you realize Jesus lived and died so that you could experience eternal life? I mean, he gave his life so you could have life. Maybe This morning, you need to invite Jesus into your life. What we see in the New Testament is is God becoming flesh and his wisdom coming with him. And I mean, he totally dumbfounded everyone he came in contact with. Maybe you need him in your life. Maybe you need to be baptized. Next week, we're going to baptize a couple of people. So maybe you need to be that person. Maybe you've asked Jesus into your life, but you never demonstrated your faith in the act of baptism as Scripture teaches us, to, where you're lowered into the grave, watery grave of baptism, identifying yourself with Jesus' death, and come up out of the water of baptism, identifying yourself with Jesus' resurrection. You say, Well, I, you know, my mom and dad baptized me as a baby. Well, they dedicated you to God. Yes, that's wonderful. Have you made this decision as an act of your faith, which is what every example of baptism is in Scripture? Some of us need to do that. Maybe you. You can join us this next week. If you've never seen a baptism, you can come and watch one. But wrestle with that if you haven't done that. Maybe you need prayer for something. Come on down afterwards. we we'll would be happy to pray with you. And, and dads, we have something special gift for you this morning and right afterwards. Actually, it's not just for the dads, but literally it's for everyone. But as Tara was saying, head out that door, and let me just dispel any questions. It's not a mobile COVID testing truck. Okay? It's not that. All right? It's much, much better than that. Okay? So I hope you do that. Let's bow our heads and pray. We'll be dismissed. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Your mercy, your wisdom, because we need it, God. We individually need it. Our world needs it. We need massive doses of it right now in our world, and we just ask for you to impart it to us through your Word and your Spirit. Help us to be open, receptive vessels to receive everything you have to say to us from your Word. Open our minds, our hearts, oh God. Make it live. Make. Help it to transform us. Help us to make us, help it to make us holy as you are holy, to be good like you are good, loving like you're loving, self-controlled like you're self-controlled, patient, kind, gentle. All of the things that are you. God, we need. Help us to not turn from your word. Help us to embrace it for the soul refreshment and life that it brings. And we'll give you credit for the good that results in our lives as a result of it. Father, would your blessing rest on the fathers among us and those listening online today. We thank you for them. Would you empower, strengthen them, multiply their influence for good in our world, Just pray for your blessing on them. And now as we leave this place, may we go in the power, the wisdom of your spirit. We'll rejoice to be your children. Thank you for your kindness. And we lift this prayer together in the name of Jesus. And everybody agreed with me and said, amen. Bless you all.